0: Hello, Ross Sharp here with another episode of Aeronautica. Spectacularly successful, the AH AH-1 Huey Cobra. Sometimes good things come from bad mistakes. In 1962, the US Army decided that it needed an armed escort helicopter to accompany the airborne assault force recommended by the House Board. The Army's Utility and Attack Transport Helicopter, the Bell UH UH-1, was about to be joined in Vietnam by armed versions of the same machine, the UH UH-1B. The UH UH-1B Iroquois was armed with rockets, machine guns and 40mm grenade launchers, but was not really the solution the Army was looking for. Out of these experiments came a requirement for an advanced aerial fire support system, a type of super-escort helicopter. Lockheed responded with the AH-65 Cheyenne, and truly advanced compound helicopter, one which had a conventional propeller system as well as a lift-generating rotor. The main rotor of the Cheyenne was a rigid type, and this and many complex systems gave rise to delays and problems. Sadly, the program failed, and the AH AH-65 was cancelled. Out of the wreck of the AAFSS came a privately funded prototype from Bell, designed to satisfy the interim AAFSS, the less ambitious requirement from the US Army. The Bell model 209 Huey Cobra was modified, broader rotor blades, substitution of retractable skids with fixed ones, etc., The 540 Rotorhead, drivetrain and Lycoming T-53 turboshaft from the UH UH-1 Iroquois was mated with an SCAS stability control augmentation system and a new incredibly slim fuselage housing two crew members. The pilot was in a raised cockpit behind the gunner whose view from the front cockpit was unobstructed and made for easy aiming of the weapons systems. Maximum speed was 193 miles per hour, and the helicopter had a useful range of 425 miles. The first flight of what was to become the AH AH-1 took place on the 7th of September 1965, and it became obvious that this was what was needed in the growing war in Southeast Asia. Army orders ramped up quickly, so that by mid-1968, 838 AH AH-1 helicopters had been produced. By 1968, the 4th Aviation Battalion, 4th Infantry Division, based at Pleiku, were re-equipping from the UH-1 Hueys to the AH AH-1G Cobra. Units like the 101st Aviation Battalion of the 101st Airborne Division were flying the developed AH AH-1G by 1971 some of which were fitted with a 20mm cannon underneath the left stub wing and were heavily involved in the fighting around the Laotian border. The Huey Cobra performed armed escort, fire suppression and interdiction roles. The Chin turret from Emerson contained a 7.62 minigun or 40mm grenade launcher or a combination of these weapons. Later, a 3 barrel 20mm XM197 cannon was carried. The stub wings on either side of the cockpit were equipped with four hardpoints, capable of carrying rockets, usually 2.75-inch, gun pods or tow missiles. Developed versions included the AH AH-1J for the United States Marine Corps, leading to a whole family of Huey Cobras with two engines, a requirement the Corps had insisted upon, for improved safety in overseas operations, as well as combat in Vietnam, the Huey Cobra flew in numerous minor actions, such as the invasion of Grenada, and around 400 Cobras of various marks even made major inroads into Iraqi armor during the First Gulf War in 1991. Highly maneuverable, I have heard it described as an aircraft that you didn't so much fly as strap on. This manoeuvrability caused the AH AH-1F to be chosen as the mount of the Sky Soldiers Demonstration Team of the Army Heritage Foundation. The AH AH-1 construction sequence moved through various models with major versions including the AH AH-1G and AH (coughs) AH-1S. Paradoxically, the S was refined through several steps to become the AH AH-1F. Sometimes retrograde naming sequences happen, e.g. Tempest 2 versus Tempest 5. The Huey Cobra was supplied to many of America's allies, even those who lost that status afterwards, as was the case in 1971, when Iran acquired the AH-1J. The Iranians have since reverse-engineered this type and made slight upgrades to produce the Tufan 2, Storm 2, Israel has also received the Huey Cobra in quantity. Usual duties for the H1 included Red Catcher Patrol, a constant watch on the Czechoslovak and East German borders at the height of the Cold War, to seek out possible infiltrators from the then-communist states. An example of the units undertaking this little-known duty was the 4th Squadron of the 2nd Armoured Cavalry. Given the availability of older versions of the AH AH-1, it was natural that civilian applications would be found for this helicopter. The Washington State Department of Natural Resources uses the AH AH-1 to fight fires. Some are equipped with an underslung bucket. Similarly, the U.S. Forest Service uses converted AH AH-1 airframes as the Firewatch Cobra and the Star Sapphire, with upgraded communications and special IR sensors to see through smoke to the root of a fire. Garlic Helicopters has also converted the AH AH-1 into a model called the Fire Snake. Here we see something of an oddity. The British Museum of Army Flying at Middle Wallop is an excellent facility, but its primary focus lies obviously on equipment that the Army has flown, or even captured. It was therefore somewhat strange to find this U.S. Army AH AH-1F in the museum's extension. It is shown as being equipped with the TOW missile system, 2.7-inch rockets and a 20mm XM-197 cannon system. Despite the fact that Bell tried very hard to get the British Army to adopt the Huey Cobra, the British stuck with the indigenous Western Lynx for the battlefield attack role. Built in 1970 construction number 20934, with a Lycoming T53L703 turboshaft, this AH-1F was a gift to the museum from the US Department of Defence in 2003. By any standard, the AH-1 has been spectacularly successful. Over 1,100 have been built, and whether you are referring to the Sea Cobra, Super Cobra or King Cobra, the many versions perform superbly, and their 40 year plus service life shows no sign of ending soon. Truly a classic helicopter.